Welcome to the Bulldog Mindset Podcast, where you learn how to be a man, build financial independence, get the physique you want, and get the girls you want every single day. Join us on the YouTube channel by searching for Bulldog Mindset, and don't forget to take the Bulldog Quiz at bulldogmindset.com slash pquiz. Once again, it's at bulldogmindset.com forward slash pquiz. What's up, Bulldogs? All right, so... This is a bit of a different kind of video. I'm answering an email today. This email is from a 22-year-old woman. Not my usual audience, but this email involves suicide and depression and feeling pointless in life. So I wanted to really address this because I wanted to answer her pretty quickly. So I'm recording this video because I want to make sure that I can get this video out to her and I figured it would benefit you guys as well. I'm curious to to get into this and read this email and see what I'm going to say here. So She says, hi, I'm just going to be honest here. I don't know how I ended up finding your YouTube channel, but I did. I've watched a couple of your videos and somehow here I'm writing to you. And I'll just say about that real quick is I know I get a lot of flack on the YouTube channel for different things. And why are you promoting dating and pickup? And why are you promoting toxic masculinity and, and, you know, fitness stuff and all this stuff? And it's, you know, I'm trying to give you what you want so I can give you what you need. Because the thing that you really need is a deeper spirituality, the, the philosophy of life, okay? What you want is you want to get laid. You want to make money. You want to get fast cars. You know, th- those type of things in life. Maybe you want to build a business. You want to do those things. But those aren't the important things, right? No, you want to get the physique that you want. It, it's it's the more important thing. So anyway, I just had to had to say that so that so you guys understand what the real purpose is you know i I, I teach you guys some of those things and some of the content i make because i think it's part of life it's good but it's not the thing that's actually going to be valuable to you like the stoic philosophy the 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 things that are a little bit harder to digest but of course you can't have someone digest those solid foods until they have been weaned off of the bottle where they have got the strength to to take that into their constitution And so a lot of this channel is about growing you up as a man, as a woman, perhaps too, if you're female watching this channel, but more focus so on men so that you can take that solid food so you can actually find the things that will actually give you the real nourishment that you need in life. All right. So with that said, I'm a 22 year old female with all the cliche problems that I'm assuming many, many people have told you before, but still all these problems are messing up with my mind. Well, like everyone else, with a pretty shitty self-esteem, I'm ugly, not your conventionally pretty girl type that guys would fawn over. Uh, I'm tired of thinking about attracting anyone anymore and I would like to focus on my career. Okay, so here's one thing I would say about this and this is a little bit different because I don't usually approach this from a woman's perspective. Now, I'm gonna be bluntly honest, okay? I have to be bluntly honest. And this is, it's so crazy that guys get so obsessed about looks, the whole black pill and all that stuff, which I hate, okay? And they're wrong. But a woman that says, well, if I'm ugly, I it, that's not a good thing for, for me as far as, far as th- that's more true. It's more true. And so it's really weird. Again, I'm saying this because I think it's it's weird that guys get so obsessed about the kind of black pill and oh, my life is over and my life is so cruel because I'm an ugly guy. If you're an ugly girl, it's way worse. I mean, think about it. Like as an ugly guy, at least I understand and know that you have a lot of other options available to you to build your status as a man, to actually be attractive as a man. Whereas as a a woman, 
there's not a lot more that's available to you. I mean, again, not to like condense it down to say that that you're not a valuable human being in person, which I'm going to get into in this video. I know this sounds a little harsh at this point, but stay with me here. I'm, I I genuinely have compassion for this person, okay? But I, I also have a great compassion for the truth. And so I must speak the truth, first of all. And so what I'm saying is that men have a lot more options than women do as far as attraction goes because there is sort of a market value let's call as Rollo Tomasi says the sexual market value of of people in the world and then there's the real value of a person the what I call the intrinsic value sex sexual market value and intrinsic value so guys on the sexual market value primarily status is the thing right that's why guys that are older have a higher SMV value right in my opinion or have the potential potentially higher let's put it that way whereas you know obviously physical attraction guy can build muscles get in shape right having a better physique is probably more important to a guy than to a girl as far as uh, as far as those things go and you know make some money become confident as a man have those masculine attributes those are going to point give him more points in the SMV sexual marketplace value. Whereas a, a woman's primarily rating in sexual marketplace value is primarily on her looks. There's definitely other factors and higher value and quality men will recognize those factors. Like I've, I've told guys so many times on this channel, I've told you guys, look, would you rather, right? I mean, this says a lot about you. Would you rather have a girl that you see as a 10, okay? But she's annoying as hell, nothing in common, no connection at all. She's just, just a pain to be around or a girl that you see as a seven, maybe a seven and a half, but she's, she's awesome. She has a great mind. She has a great personality. She treats you like a king. If you say the 10, you, you haven't lived, you don't have enough experience as a man. You're, you're not of high value enough yourself uh, because all the high value guys that I know would prefer the seven and a half, which this kind of segues into what I was going to talk about here, addressing this, this email. Uh, but before I get into that, let me just say that th that was the sexual marketplace value. And we're going to we're going to come back to that other thing I was talking about in a second here. But then you have the intrinsic value, the values of the person. And so even though we have to try to optimize our sexual marketplace value, that's not the end all be all. Our intrinsic value as a person is way more important. Right. There are certain people that are going to have horribly bad SMV type of values. Someone who is physically disabled, their face has been burned. There's a lot of scenarios you can think of where it's just not going to happen for them. I mean, they can try to maximize as much as possible, but it's still going to be extremely low, lower than average. And so those people really need to focus on their intrinsic value. But we all need to focus on our intrinsic value because that's more important, right? Who you are as a person, what you become in life, not necessarily what you've done, what you've done determines who you become. That's way more important. That That is way more important. And I, I know that sounds like a spiritual it's not be superficial type of thing to say, but it really is. Again, coming back to what I said near the beginning of this video about philosophy and why I'm teaching you guys this is because ultimately all these other things are based on insecurities. Like why do we care that we're physically attractive to other people so we can get other physically attractive people to like us and want to have sex with us? Because it really comes down to, for the most part, a insecurity in ourselves and, and getting that external validation. As much as we can sort of try to escape that we're still in that trap otherwise it wouldn't wouldn't matter why do we care about having someone physically attractive 
right? Otherwise, you would say, "Oh, well, I don't, I don't really care if if people see me attractive, right? Uh, as long as I can just have someone that that is that is of high intrinsic value." But most of us don't think that way. But we need to become people of, of value, men of value. With that said, let's go back to what I was saying about the seven and a half. See, this is the advice I would I would I would say here. To, to this woman who emailed me, I know this isn't exactly what she asked, but this is part of it, which is this, is that, okay, what, what I just said about a, a, tr- a truly high value guy valuing a girl that he sees as a seven or seven and a half over 10, that should give you hope as a woman because that means that, I mean, okay, with what we have available today, all right, most women can make it up to, you know, the the seven, seven and a half level. It, it's really not hard. So this is what I would say, okay? If you're a woman listening to this, which is you know, like the emailer, work on building, like at least get your physique, okay? Get in shape, okay? Lose weight if you have extra weight. Get get yourself nice and, and, and toned up, shapely as you can, okay? Get get the best body that you possibly can. Okay, now genetically, maybe you don't have big tits. Maybe you don't have a big ass. Maybe you don't have the exact curves, but you can still be, as you can you can work on building glutes. You can work on building a good aesthetic physique. You're 22. You got plenty of time to do that. I don't know. Maybe you're overweight. Maybe you're not. I haven't seen any pictures, but you can work on that. You can work on learning how to, make up your face really nicely. I mean, again, I'm being bluntly honest here, but there's so many women, like if you go to somewhere like Las Vegas and you see women dressed up to the nines, you can see that, <laughs> that there's, there's not all these girls that are amazingly beautiful. They're, they've figured out how to make themselves amazingly beautiful, even though they, they might be much less on that, on that rating scale. So what I'm saying, the reason why I'm saying this is because don't think you have to be like an eight or a nine or a 10 as a woman. You don't. To, to get a quality guy, like a, a high value guy, what you need to be is maybe there's a, a threshold of, let's say, a seven. And I think most women can get, most women are good looking, are, are decent looking, right? By, by default, right? You gain weight, you, you know, certain things, you know, you don't take care of yourself for sure. But you're 22, you got plenty of time. Uh, well, you have a limited amount of time in the sense that, you you have probably your looks will start declining around 26 or 27 so you, but you've got plenty of time to still take advantage of that that peak that that you have okay so i know that the whole email is not based on this but i want to address this point because i don't want you to give up and say i'm ugly that's a horrible thing to do instead have you worked on yourself work on yourself as much as as you can uh, to, to be able to build that up because it doesn't have to be the bar isn't as high as, as what you think all right and, and you can probably even get away with being a six as a, as a female and still have plenty of success with, with, with finding a man that, that you would like to. All right. Uh, you know, I, I've got another, some interviews I've done on the channel called uh, Beauty Ask Beast. I'd recommend that you check that out as well. I'm not going to go into the details of of being a woman that attracts a high value man on, on this particular video because I don't think that's really what I want to talk about right now. So with that said, don't give up and say that you're ugly. That's probably not true. There's probably a lot that you can do to improve that. Okay. So don't give up there. All right. Now let's move on here. All right. She says here, okay, here's the thing. I went to Europe for my degree, 
but it's fucking suck as I literally chose the wrong college for my major. And now I do think I've lost all interest in my degree due to the unfortunate circumstances. And for the first time in my life, I failed two classes due to not being able to finish up my assignments as I fall into deep despair. Okay, so this sounds very victim mindset to me. There's no, like you failed your courses because you chose to fail your courses. Maybe you chose in the non-ideal college for your major. Maybe you've seen some interest in your major. But everything that you're doing in your life is your choice. So if you failed those courses, I'm not saying that that's the end of the world, but I am saying that it's your choice. You made that choice. Don't blame it on anything. Don't blame it on anyone. Don't blame it on past mistakes. Those are current things that you're choosing to do now. So if you wanted to pass those courses, you would have passed those courses. You would put in the effort. We all lose interest in things. When I started writing my first book and my second book and everything, I lost interest after the first couple of chapters, but I finished the book and I published the book. So, but it was a choice. I could have said, ah, well, just I lost interest in my book. So that's why I didn't write it. It have been fine. Fine. Legitimate. Okay. But it's, it's not going to give you the result. So if you want the result, you got to do the work whether you feel like it or not. That's, that's the thing. You can't blame it on anyone else or anything. Uh, so she says, I never tell anyone this, but I did my degree alone, completely alone. And the only person in all of my classes, that seems really weird, but I guess being stuck alone in class in a new country takes a toll on my mental health because I'm used to having friends and being around people all the time. There's more to the story, but I guess this is long enough. So, okay. Granted, you know, this is legitimate and probably true being, I, I don't understand how you can be in a class by yourself, but I'll just take it for face value. If that's the case, that does suck. Again, choices. What are your choices? You could drop out. You could choose a different class, different school. Maybe, and maybe those choices aren't very good ones for you. If, if not, then you just got to deal with what you got. You're 22. You're young. You got plenty of time to, to make friends and it's, it's going to make the situation more difficult. But what you have to do when you're in these difficult situations, guys, is you have to really, you have to change the frame. You have to come up with a mental frame that makes sense, right? It's up to you. To come because sometimes things are going to suck and it's really just your perception. You have to change your perception. There's a really good book, Victor Frankel, Man's Search for Meaning. I've recommended it multiple times. But in that book, Victor Frankel talks about the idea that it's like what happens between uh, the stimulus and the response, like something that happens to you. And then what you, how you respond is your interpretation of it. You have this, this will, this choice that you make. And so a lot of times when stuff that someone would say is bad happens to me. I just reframe it. I just like, you know, my, my business partner, my previous business partner, he's always be like, I don't even want to tell you what, what happened, John, because I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? He says, you're going to say, well, that's good because, <laughs> and it's true. You can give me the worst thing and I'm going to say, well, that's good because, because that's what I do. Because there's no, it does nothing else makes logical sense. So if you're isolated in a classroom by yourself, just start reframing that. Say, well, that's good because it's harder. Well, that's good because I can only focus on my schoolwork and I, this is going to develop me as a person is I can learn to work and, and to accomplish things in isolation. Then that's going to teach me an important lesson in life and make me stronger. It's going to make me appreciate friends and social activities when I have those. Whatever it is that you need to tell yourself to make that story be the story that is going to make you successful and benefit from it, you have to. Because you see, all of life, this whole thing, and where I'm going to get to in this email when we start talking about suicide and depression, is that you create meaning in life. 
You decide it. So you have to make that story a beautiful story. You have to make reason, meaning out of meaningless things. And, and, you know, I think that there is inherent meaning in things, but it doesn't matter. You can't pretend, you can't play life like there is. See, I think that there is this cosmic force, if you call it this one consciousness. You want to call it God, you want to call it the universe. I think all things in life are happening for a specific reason. In fact, I was just thinking about this theory that like this life is like a puppet theater. And we see, when you see two puppets that are moving in coordination, that synchronicity, that you realize there must be a hand that's moving those puppets because how can that data be communicated between those two? And I see that so much in life and that makes me think that there is a hand. But regardless, your viewpoint has to be of you creating meaning out of things because we can't know. And so we have to take the things that happen to us in life and we have to say, well, that's good because we have to. Everything we have to believe happens for a reason because there's no other logical thing that makes sense that will benefit us in life. It, it never helps us to take the negative. Moving on here. Not going to lie. I've been thinking of ways to kill myself, yet for some reason I managed to make it up to 2021 somehow. Something inside me is telling me that I can achieve in life. I've been working to have. It's just that I need some support from anyone who's been through what I'm going through right now. So let me tell you something. First of all, hey, Bulldogs, just want to take a moment and tell you to take the Bulldog quiz to see what your Bulldog score is. Go to bulldogmindset.com forward slash P quiz to find out your score. Also, once you take the quiz, I'll send you three of my best videos for free on how to raise your score. You don't want to miss this. So make sure you head to bulldogmindset.com forward slash P-Q-U-I-Z, right now and take it. Okay, going back to that, there's a reason why you haven't killed yourself. Because you're not meant to. You're not supposed to. All right? And let me tell you something else. Many, in fact, leave a comment down below if you can relate to this this 22-year-old girl here. If you've ever thought about killing yourself or you felt that life is pointless or if you've ever felt like you're a failure and you don't know why you can't just be like everyone else who's not a failure and you feel like it's all hopeless and there's no way you're going to achieve the dreams that you want in life and all of those things because here we go that's me i've been there we've all been there you are literally speaking to your message is reaching people who have gone through it and and you are literally helping other people because you sent me this email and now other people who are thinking that they're in isolation and only experiencing this by themselves are getting this message. So thank you. But let me tell you, okay, you've made it to 2021 for a reason. Everything that happens in life happens for a reason. You're, you're here for a purpose, okay? And, and you have something inside you that's telling you that you can achieve in life what you've been working to have. It's not that you just need some support from anyone who's been through it. That's the wrong thing. You can have it because you choose it right? There's nothing holding you back except that your mind and time. One thing I like to think about is if you're already, if you're on the right path, you might as well already be at the destination because you're already going to get there. And so I start acting as if I'm already there. So maybe what you need to do, maybe what you need to do in life is start acting as if you already have succeeded at and have accomplished what you want to accomplish in life, that you're already the person you want to become because you effectively are the only thing holding you back from that if you get on the right path and i believe that you're going to be on that right path is time so go ahead and take credit 
go ahead and pretend to be the person who you will eventually become. Start acting as that. Might as well start living that life now. If you had a check for $100 million that was coming to you and it was in the mail and it was guaranteed to be here in a week, would you wait till you got the check now before spending some of that money or, or living like a a person who has $100 million? Let's say it was going to come arrive in a month. Now, some of you would say, yeah, I would wait. I want to make sure. No, no, no. You're sure. It's absolutely going to be there. There's no way that it's not going to be there. If you were sure of it, how would you live right now? You would live like a person who had $100 million in their bank account. The only reason why you wouldn't act that way is if you're unsure of it. So be sure of it. You will become that person. So start acting like that person. The thing is, I don't know how to get out of this mess. Do I continue my studies or quit? How do I get rid of this hopelessness? I can't stop thinking, why is this life being given to me? Why can't I be like my other friends? They are fortunate in a way that they are good looking. Why is it always me? I'm the eldest in the family. Being strong and independent has been taught to me at an early age. And yet somehow I feel suffocated when I need the most strength. Is pain the only feeling I'm able to feel? Am I being too ambitious? Is my existence itself a mistake? Sorry for the long paragraphs. If you ever read this, I appreciate your time and effort. My sincere gratitude. So a lot to say about this, but very much this is is this this victim mindset again you know Tony Robbins talks about how what's not what's important is is that you're asking the right questions and you're asking the wrong questions here don't ask how can i get rid of this hopelessness why is that the wrong question right ask the question of what is this hopelessness that i am feeling what what is the reason for it? What is the benefit? How can I use this to make me stronger? Any question like that will be better, right? You're, you're never going to get rid of hopelessness just by trying to get rid of hopelessness. You get rid of hopelessness by taking action and doing things. You get rid of hopelessness by 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 believing that the future will be better if it's better one step at a time. What I mean by that is that many times in life we get caught up in wanting something, wanting something out of the future. And we don't, we don't think about that. All we have to do is incrementally improve, right? James Clear wrote a really good book called Atomic Habits. Okay. I've had him on the channel before as well. We'll put a link to that. And he talks about this 1% rule, 1% better every day. In fact, there's a YouTube channel called 1% better every day. All right. The idea is that if you just improve by 1% every day, that you will have like this exponential improvement over even a year. And so the way to get rid of hopelessness is just to realize that all you got to do is just be better than you were yesterday. Just 1% better. So just work 1% harder. <laughs> just improve yourself 1% each day. It's not that hard. And, and, and what you'll find is that you, you don't need to be hopeless because you'll see a direction. You know, you, you can't, you can't, as far as thinking like, why is this life being given to me? Why can't I be like my other friends? They're fortunate. They're good looking. Why is it always me? It isn't. It's just a perspective that you have. All right. Think about it. I mean, are there people that are worse off than you, but are they better off than you? In the, in the sense that like wherever you're at in life, there's probably someone who has it worse than you, but is handling it better. There's another really good book 
that, that could potentially change your life. It's called Tuesdays with Maury. I'll put the, the book up here. I forget the author, but it's really, it's, it's about this guy that's dying from ALS and he's handling it very well. <laughs> okay. He's handling his life much better than, than people that aren't choking on their own food and losing control of their body and their muscles are handling their life. So it's all relative. It's all how it's not even relative. It's not even the word. It's, it's about how you're framing things. You might think, okay, well, your friends are more attractive than you've got. There are people that have it worse, but that, but that doesn't matter. It, it's all about how you decide what the story that you tell about yourself. I mean, you're alive. You have, you have the ability to get an education, to become what you want. You're young. You have your youth. You have so much possibilities in your life. There's so much to explore, so much to learn, so much you can create in life, so much potential that you still have. So you can't say, why is it always me? If you, if you have that viewpoint, again, Tony Robbins would say this is a bad question to ask. Don't ask, why is it always me? That's a, that's a wrong question. That's assuming in there, there's a premise that's hidden in there is that it's always you. That's not true. It's not always you. You know, there, there's two kind of viewpoints that people have. Some pe- people have this viewpoint that God is this big, has his thumb and he's pushing down on them. And there's other people that have this viewpoint is that I live a semi-charmed life. Nothing that I, I do, I deserve. Like, I, I just get all of this good stuff that happens to me. And you can have the exact same life circumstances and have either viewpoint. It's all up to you how you interpret it. It's all perspective. You You can choose... To, to have the perspective that everything happens for you for, for good, that everything happens for a reason, or you can have a perspective that it's all bad. It's all up to you to make that choice. So here's the thing. Here's what I'd say. Is pain the only feeling you're able to feel? No. Are you being too ambitious? No. Is your existence itself a mistake? No, there are no mistakes. You're thinking too much about this. You're concerned too much about yourself. You're concerned too much about reality working the way that you want it to work. See, it's this fighting against reality that causes us suffering. See, pain, pain is not optional. If you smash your hand with a hammer, your thumb with a hammer, you will feel pain. Suffering is optional. Suffering is a choice. Suffering is when we deny the reality. We don't have to suffer just because we're in pain. Part of the human experience is to go through pain. You have a wide range of emotions within you. Suffering comes from not accepting the reality. So wherever you're at right now, whatever it is, maybe you're ugly. Okay. Maybe there's not a lot you can do. Maybe you, I, I bet there is. I bet there is. I bet you can lose some weight. I bet you can get in shape. I bet you can learn to better put on your makeup or to style your hair better and to dress better and to be more feminine and to like, to really, I bet there's a lot you can do, but let's, let's say that there's not. Okay. There's some things, I mean, it's it's fine. That's what it is. So what I'm saying is that you have to accept whatever the reality is and stop fighting it. Be okay with it. Be thankful for it even. Right. I know this sounds really opposite of what, but, the reason why, like, you have these expectations, 
on life. This is why you're suffering. You suffer because you have an expectation that's not met. That's why you're angry. That's why you're depressed. Like all the negative emotions always flow from an expectation that's not met. So you have to let go of the expectations. No matter how perfectly you envision your life and what you get, believe me, from someone who has not only done it myself, let me, let me tell you, let me tell you, I was just talking to a guy today that I was, or not today, yesterday that I was coaching. And he told me how he had a job making $30,000 a year. And then he got divorced and all this stuff. And then he got a job making $55,000 a year. And he thought, I have never made this much money in my life. This is insane. Okay. That was his viewpoint. But now he's making 225. And, and he forgot about, he's no longer, do you believe he has the same level of joy? Do you think that him making five times more money from the point where he was just in Jubilee that he was making 55K a year, do you think that making five times more that he has five times more happier and he's just like ecstatic through the roof? No, he's conditioned to it. He probably has less joy making 225 than he did when he initially started making 55,000 a year. The reason why I'm illustrating this point, or why I'm trying to illustrate with this point, and it's the same I can tell you in my own life, is that whatever vision you have of the future, when you achieve it, it won't be that great. I mean, it might be at first, it might seem like it. This is why people really do commit suicide and kill themselves. You you think it's because they're actually depressed because they haven't accomplished anything in life? Yeah, there's some, sure. More people kill themselves when they get what they want And then they find out that's not solving their problem. And they're like, wow, I must really be effed then. Because what do I do now? I just got rich. I just got famous. For me in my life, I mean, there was a point where I was like, all these things. I I wanted to, I was the kid, okay, who was different. I was the ugly kid, okay? That That was my perception because that's what people told me. That's how people treated me. I was picked on. I, I wasn't really good at anything. I wasn't good at sports. I didn't communicate well. I was shy. I was lazy. I didn't really have any great academic accomplishments. I was horrible with women. I thought there's no way a girl was ever going to be attracted to me. And then I had this vision of, well, if I could be this guy that was making six figures a year, and if I could get all these girls and, and have sex with these girls, and if I could, you know, be strong and buff like Hercules, and then I accomplished all those things and then more, and I became a millionaire. I became all, like to the point of ridiculousness. Like if, if you knew or heard some of my life stories, you'd be like, that's just insane. That's not even true, John, but it is true. <laughs> I lived in incredibly amazing, like beyond what I could have even imagined life. And do you think that I wake up every day in just absolute jubilee that's so thrilled and happy? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I still have to, in my mind, play the same game. And I have to remind myself how fortunate I am and remind myself that it's all my interpretation of, of things that, that matters. That there is. So, the reason why I'm ending on this note and saying all this is because if you think that somehow if the stars align, let, let, let's imagine that you suddenly became attractive, like super attractive, like a nine or a 10. You think that would drastically change your life? It would in the sense that your life would be different. 
in, in the sense that maybe all these guys would be attracted to you and you'd be like, oh, wow, this is so great. I get all this attention and I'm so popular and all of these things and everyone wants to be my friend and all these guys, they, they want me. But at some point in time, that would become the normal. And when that became the normal, then you would need a higher high. You would need a greater thrill. You wouldn't be content with that anymore. You'd need something else. And that's the, if you want to go down that path, it's a never ending path. Believe me, I've been on that path, right? To some degree, I'm still on the path. We're all still on that path to some degree. Okay. To some degree. I've done the best as I can to, because I know, I know, which I'm telling you now is that that path, it's not a good path. That's not going to ever make you happy. Okay. So you, you have all these, the reason why you are so, hopeless in your life and and why you're perhaps suicidal is because you want things to be a certain way and you think that your life would be better if if it, if it were if if you were more attractive if you went to the right college if you weren't filling your classes if things were working out how you want them to work out and what i'm saying is that that's all false it's all an illusion it's not true at first it would seem really good if those things were happening but if those things do happen, first of all, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to happen gradually. And just like a, a frog boiling in a hot pot in, in water, you won't even notice it until you're there. You know, just like when I first became a millionaire, I was like, oh, well, won't that be great? I'll have this big freaking party. But it happened gradually. So by the time I got there, I was like, ah, I don't really want to throw the party. There's no point. It doesn't feel like anything different. So... What I'm saying right now is that whatever your life circumstance is now, okay, that's, you you decide. It, something has to change, not externally. It has to change internally. You've got to look at what's happening and look at the life that you have now, and you have to create the meaning. You have to create the interpretation that makes it a good thing, that makes all of these experiences valuable. That gives you that inner joy, right? That's where we're working on yourself and developing yourself. That's why I teach on this channel to avoid the victim mindset, to have the bulldog mindset. Because it, if you're going after the things that you want in life, it doesn't even matter whether you, you win or you, or you learn, okay? Because there's no fail. What matters is that you're growing. And so seek out growth in life. If you're growing, you're going to be, you're going to be, fulfilled. I won't say happy. There'll be moments of happiness for sure, but you're going to be fulfilled. Now, before I forget, as I'm wrapping up this video, I didn't mention the Bulldog Mindset membership. Go check it out down below in the links. And let me know, guys, what do you think about this? Are you in a similar place? Leave a comment below. Like I said, leave a like if you feel like this video will help someone share it. These are just kind of my, my thoughts on this, but so many people, like I said, are so depressed in life because they are believing that they need life to be aligned in the way that they want it to be. Instead of being pleasantly surprised with how life goes. <laughs> it's an adventure. If you knew what was going to happen, if you could make, if you could write the script, it would be quite boring. The whole excitement and adventure of life is that you don't know what's going to happen. Is that you can't make it happen. Now you can move things in your direction, of course. But you cannot expect the results. You have to do the work for the work's sake. 
And that, and that is all about growing yourself. And you can find multitudes of happiness within that. Whatever situation you're in, you can find a way to find joy in it by, by accepting whatever the reality is and rejecting the, the foolish idea that if things were different, that would make you happy. Cause it, that's never true. It's never true that if things were different, that would make you happy. You just think that and it might temporarily, but when you're looking at the long-term happiness and satisfaction in life, things being different doesn't change that. Sometimes things being different changes you internally and that brings about a long-term happiness. But when you're externally driven and you're trying to make things happen outside in order to change you internally, it's a bad, it's a bad bet. It's better to change internally. And as a result of changing internally, things will change externally. And then you'll have the life that you want. You'll have the life that you deserve. We attract what we are. If you want a different life, become something different. It's all within your power. It's all within your choice. If I can do it, you can do it.